gun Ramos looking like he's got one more good run Sips a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Hey, this is Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures TV. We have had a great run showing our love for dogs with our show, our podcast, our social media, and all that is based on Soggy Acres Retrievers. We proudly bring this podcast to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers and ask you if you are looking for training, boarding, or a yellow, black, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppies, please check out SoggyAcres.com. Remember, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers, and I want to welcome you to a wonderful show today. Today on our show, we are going to talk about the puppy process, which is basically what goes into the timing of once a dog is in season, is bred, puppies go home. Because we've had a lot of questions where people are putting deposits down for litters in spring. And right now it's October. And I, I always feel bad and I try to explain to people, basically, I can't give you that exact timing because quite honestly, we don't have it. So we're going to talk about the puppy process. I am going to talk about the importance of vaccinations after that in the dog training program or dog tip program and in the hunting tip hunting portion program of the show i wanted to talk about the importance of hydration when you're out upland hunting your dog so let's jump right into our main topic but first before the main topic i want to thank everyone that are new listeners thank everyone that is sharing our podcast, giving it the ratings that is making it grow. In the last month, we have actually grown tenfold in listeners, and that is amazing. To go from a podcast that was well-received to one that is growing at the rate that is at, that can only be attributed to our wonderful fans, to our listeners, to our past viewers of our TV show that are sharing our podcast and making it more visible Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. When we started the podcast, it was more of a fun thing to do, but it is growing leaps and bounds, and that is completely attributable to you, our listeners. So, again, thank you. Now, back to the main part of today's show, which is going to be the puppy process. With the puppy process, when you are looking for a puppy especially getting one from your well-established kennels, you are going to have to put a deposit down prior to the puppies even being born. To give you an idea, we were sold out for this entire year, last year in November. Right now, we have yellow and black puppies available in litters that will go home in January. So that has somewhat subsided, but we are still out into winter towards spring for even chocolate puppies. You hit a certain time of year where people just get puppy crazy. You get a lot of deposits down. And you're being as honest as you can with people telling them, hey, this is the timeline that it would be with honest being a general timeline such as winter, spring, summer. So we get a lot of folks that are excited and they 
want and they push for getting timing. So I wanted to discuss that today so we could let people know when timing is and how it works. So what I tell people is that when you are looking at getting a puppy, we don't know timing at all until the litter that you are getting a dog from is in season. From the point that the female first goes into season to take home is about roughly four months. Now, with that said, once a female goes into season, we do something called progesterone timing. Progesterone timing is where you're taking blood draws of the dog and it is going to show when the dogs hit a certain level of progesterone, which generally speaking, that is a 5.0. At that point, the dog should ovulate. You wait 24 hours, and then after that, you have about oh, a 48-hour window to a 72-hour window where the eggs will be dropped so they can be fertilized, and they implant, and then the cervix closes at the end of that, and the breeding would be done. So what you try to do is you try to breed a dog one day after they hit that magical number five and then you take a day off and then breed them the 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 next day after that so that you're hitting basically one day on, one day off, one day on. You're going to have good coverage over the entire time that dog is fertile and the dog is able to be bred and that ensures a good solid pregnancy. When we breed our dogs, we always do our progesterone timing with the reason being if you are at the point where it's too early to breed them and they still get a breeding or too late, you can have small litters. When you have small litters, one, it is harder on the mother because the puppies will grow incredibly large. Two, it's harder on the clients because clients all are so excited to get a puppy. And three, oftentimes when you have a litter of three or less puppies, you end up with a C-section. So a C-section for a dog is no different than a human being. It's not bad for them per se medically, but still any medical procedure is harder on the dog. So you wanna do what's right for them. You wanna make sure that you are hitting the timing properly having those big litters, and then getting them out the door on time when you're giving people that four-month window-ish. Now, in our kennel, I don't tell people that we have a pup for them until the puppy is are here and they've been to the vet. Your gestation from the time of breeding is 61 to 63 days. Once the puppies are born, in the first five days, you're going to take those puppies to the vet. I usually try to do in the first two or three days. You take them to the vet, you get them vet-checked, and you get their dew claws removed. A dew claw is the fifth toe on the dogs. It's actually a through evolution has migrated up their leg. There is an argument that dew claws shouldn't be removed. It doesn't hurt them to have it removed. If I have an adult dog that has a dew claw that is on it, I have zero concern about it. But your industry standard and in the long run, a full dew claw could get torn off on a sporting dog when they're out in the field, so it could lead to a surgery. But again, if I have a dew claw that grows back some, or I've I had people that have uh, dew claws that weren't removed on their dogs, I wouldn't go as far as worrying about having to remove it because it's a concern, but not a huge concern. So before day five, you remove dew claws. Why before day five? Because before day five, it is just a flap of skin. The cartilage and bone has not grown in yet. So in essence, you take them in, the vet clips it off, super glues it together, and it's done. It's not a, it's not there anymore, and it's never a concern through the dog's life. 
when puppies are at that age and until two weeks old, they are blind and deaf. So it's not like they see someone coming to take their dewclaw off and they're going to hold it against them. They are blind and deaf. They are at a point where they're never going to remember it. And all they are thinking about is eating and crying for mom. Once you get to day uh, two weeks, they open their eyes. That's when puppies start to get up and moving around. I always tell people for visits, I don't worry about visiting until after day week three. There's really not much to see. They just kind of lay around. They don't do a whole lot. Once they get to that week three to week seven, that's when they're up. That's when they're cute. That's when they are starting to form their personalities and have that puppy look to them. Side note, before about two weeks, they kind of look like little guinea pigs. They really don't even look like puppies. So it's 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 something if you haven't watched our uh, Facebook page, Sporting Dog Adventures TV, watch our Facebook page. You can see vi- uh, videos that are shared over there or watch our, our kennel page, Side Acres Retrievers on Facebook. We put up videos so you can actually watch the puppies grow and you can see how much they change. When we get to week three, that is when you start doing your your protocol for parasites. You will worm at week three, at week five, and week seven. We also treat at week five and week seven for coccidiosis, which is common in Labrador retriever puppies. And we also treat for the last week for something called giardia, which is also very common. Coccidiosis and giardia are a single protoplasm uh, that uh, are driven from stagnant water. It's not that they get stagnant water in their kennel. These parasites, worms, coccidiosis, and giardia will live in the host, which is the mother. And then when they're put under stress, it will flare, and then she passes it to the puppies. So in essence, if your dog drinks out of a out of a stagnant puddle, or out of a pond, or out of a stream, or out of a lake, they're probably going to have this in their system. And what happens is Mother Nature makes it that once they're under stress, it is pushed into the puppies. Not a big deal when they get it, just something that you try to prevent through your protocol. The interesting thing is when I have talked about this in past on the TV show, I've had people say how terrible it was because they've never had these things in their dogs and their puppies. When people say things like that, it's because they have absolutely zero experience and knowledge of dog breeding. We have these protocols that we follow that are set by veterinarians. And they're set because, again... Dogs drink out of gross puddles, gross lakes, gross ponds. Dogs eat gross things. Eventually, they're going to get this stuff. But when they're puppies, we try to prevent it when they're more, I guess, when they're more vulnerable because it is harder to catch when they're so little. So, again, you follow your protocol through that. Then you get to week seven. Before they go home, usually sometime during week six, they're given their first series of shots. They are going to go home at week seven, and then two weeks after they go home, they will get their booster shots. One thing I always tell people, be very, very careful taking your puppy to an area where there's other dogs. Take them, be careful when they're visiting other dogs because they aren't fully vaccinated. So you don't want them to pick up something that they're vaccinated for because it can be deadly to them. And that is going to take us into our next part of our show, which is going to be about the importance of vaccinations. And I'll talk about this more. But I hope that gives you an idea when you're looking at timing. Until a puppy is on the ground, we can't know what day they're going to go home. Again, there's always an ish. You're breeding them over three days. Pregnancy runs. 
a three-day uh, stretch. So you're always going to have that, I guess, wiggle room when you're looking at for Go Home for Puppies. We also send our puppies home on the first Saturday after they turn seven weeks. I know there's always that day 49 myth that is out there. Yes, it's a myth that for some reason, if you don't take your puppy home after day 49, or if you take it home before day 49, somehow it's not the optimal timing. Folks, if you can find something that is scientific that will show me that, please send it. But wives' tales are wives' tales. There's nothing to that. You need to have a puppy that has been properly cared for, properly socialized, and then do the same once you have them home. That's how we have successful pups, successful dogs in the field. So again, I hope that helps you with the puppy process. Next, we're going to talk about the importance of vaccinations. And then in our, again, in our, our hunting portion, we're going to talk about the importance of hydration. All that and more coming up after this. Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures and Soggy Acres Retrievers. In our house, my wife hates having the plastic kennels and wire crates. We need them for the dogs because we have times when they need to be put somewhere, but she cannot stand the look. So we talked to DCT Kennels and we now have a new partnership with them for a product that is a crate, but also a piece of furniture. If you want something that is practical as well as great looking, check out DCT Kennels. Jeff Fuller again from Soggy Acres Retrievers and Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. When you look at hunting, you need to have yourself prepared. Our good friends at Mac Outdoors have reloading supplies as well as great clay target machines to get you prepared so you have more success in the field. Don't get that dirty look from your dog. Check out Mac Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. Now is the dog tip portion of our uh, podcast and I wanted to talk about the importance of vaccinations. I recently talked to someone that at six months lost their dog to parvo influenza. Parvo is something that is common in dogs. It is something that we vaccinate against, but it is something that lives naturally. It is something that wild animals have, dogs have, and you want to make sure you're doing your vaccination schedule by what your vet says, because it is also incredibly treatable if the dogs would get it which if they're vaccinated, they generally don't. But if they do, it's just a mild bug that they get. But if it is a young dog, you can lose them. Now, this person didn't understand the importance of vaccinations. We stress it incredibly much during the take-home process that you have to get dogs vaccinated. Don't wait so that the schedule is good for you. You got to make sure you're getting your vaccinations done so that these dogs don't get sick. And then again, the other thing is... Prior to having your vaccinations on board with your dog fully, don't have them around other dogs. Terrible places to go. Uh, rest areas where they have a dog walking area. I would be willing to bet probably 30% of those dogs do not have vaccinations. So again, you are putting your puppy that is new, your dog that is there at risk. Uh, when you go to dog parks, again, probably 30% do not have vaccinations. You would like to think that people are getting their dogs vaccinated, but it's just the simple truth. When you talk to vets, it's very common that people make the decision that they aren't going to do it for their dog because they just don't want to spend the money. Um, other areas, if you, again, when you have those dog walking areas, the other thing we've seen done is people always talk about having parties for other neighborhood dogs to meet the puppy. Again, 
you can't be so bold as to ask people like, hey, you have your vaccinations. Can I see your vaccination record prior to a play date for your puppy? So the best thing to do is just say, we're going to wait until we're fully vaccinated uh, with our pup. We're going to wait until after they're four months old and just have them in that safe environment known as your yard and away from other dogs so that you are sure that your dog is going to be safe prior to having everything done by their puppy protocol schedule once they're with their vet. So I hope you understand and I hope this helps people with the importance of vaccinations. Next up, I wanted to talk about the importance of hydration as upland season is here and we still have warm temperatures. All that and more coming up next after this. Our great fans of the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are growing at an astronomical rate and I want to thank you all. I do ask one thing from you. Please give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Please give us a thumbs up, follow us, subscribe to us on whatever other platforms you're on. And the most important thing I can ask, share our podcast with your friends so that we can grow our love for the dogs and dogs in the field and make it so that people are more involved in our sport. Again, thank you so much for being listeners. Take care. Hey, this is Jeff Fuller from Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I want you to know that we buy all of our trucks at Boucher Automotive. We go to Janesville. They've got a great selection, great staff. If you're looking for a new truck or car, check out our friends at Boucher Automotive in Janesville. Welcome back to the last part of today's show, which is going to be our hunting tip, and that is hydration, hydration, hydration. We are getting into upland season, and it is warm in our area of the country and warm in a lot of the country this year. There is also not a lot of water out there, so you want to make sure you have good, clean water along for your dog so you can keep them hydrated. You also want to make sure they're hydrated prior to the hunt. We've given the tip before, but an easy tip is when you feed the dog in the morning, give them same parts water as food. So if you give them two cups of food, give them two cups of water in their food so that they get that hydration on them. The other key is having good, clean water along, not only for the dog, but yourself. The last thing we want to do, especially when there's a drought, is have dogs drinking out of puddles that everyone in the, in, in the universe is drinking out of as far as wild animals. Again, we talked about worms and parasites and how they're very common out there. You, when we talk about vaccinations, again, wild animals aren't vaccinated. If your dog is drinking out of the same old puddle that is left that everyone else is, you're really opening them up to having some issues. So have good clean water along. You can have collapsible bowls. I've seen a lot of people that will teach their dogs how to drink out of a water bottle. Have that along so that they are safe when they're in the field. Still reminds me back to having talked to uh, someone at the state of South Dakota back when I was uh, had our TV show and we were sponsored by them. They had an opening day that was 80 degrees and I think it was something in the neighborhood of 45 dogs died in that state that one day because everyone was so excited took their dogs out hunting and it was too warm. They didn't have good hydration on board and they lost that many dogs in one day in that state. Hydration is key. Also realize if it's warm, give your dog lots, give your dog lots of breaks, make sure they cool off. I get it. They're excited. They want to go, but don't push them and don't let them push themselves. They would literally run themselves to death. And in that instance, in that state, they did. 
Keep your dogs hydrated. Be safe. Do the best for them. That's our hunting tip for today. I want to, again, thank everyone for stopping by and listening to our show. You guys are what make us great. If you have questions, please send a question to us at sportingdogtv at gmail.com. We'd love to discuss it with you. We do get some questions in. I only put them on if people say it's for the show. Otherwise, answer them directly. But again, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. If you ever want to check out our kennel, soggyacres.com. Check us out on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, YouTube, Rumble. We are trying to make ourselves all out there for everyone that is a dog lover and try to and we really want to try to grow our sport so please help us share our love for dogs your love for dogs by sharing our show everyone have a great week take care and god bless sporting dog adventures run boy run everything you need is here under the sun